0: Welcome to the next episode of (laughs) The Last Virgins. What? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. That was three attempts to just do it with a cough anyway. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Sorry for the delay on this one. Uh, I know that this is going to go out on Tuesday now instead of uh, yesterday when we normally do it. We're not going to start doing it on Tuesday or anything like that. It's just we had some, uh, I don't know, scheduling issues, I guess. Yeah, uh, that we couldn't get it ready for yesterday, but that's like a one-off. It'll be Monday again next week. Yeah, just, sorry. This week we had a, a lot of stuff on, um, but yes, how are you? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. That's a nice, nice neutral answer from you there.
1: I am okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's good because. Um, I know there's been a lot going on for you this week. Well, a lot going on for both of us. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to say it in a way that sounds bad towards you, but I seem to be dealing with it better. Yeah. Um, anyone that's interested or wanted to know what's going on, basically, there's been a lot of a lot of change going on this week. Uh, in particular, with both of us, uh, there's been some big changes at the place where we work. Um, but I think also for you, you've got some other changes like with some other stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be messing with you because you're not a fan of the change.
1: I hate I hate change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it does seem to be it does seem to be messing with you a little bit. I think not being able to record our episode. Uh, I know that because of something that's happening this weekend. I will have we'll have to record this episode, the next episode after this one, earlier than we normally do. Yeah. Uh, I know there's loads of things that are changing at the same time, so I know you're uh, having some some problems with it
1: well all of that stuff like the having to record our episode at a different time and stuff that's really little things that ordinarily wouldn't bother me or cause any sort of real reaction from me but i think because of the big stuff that's clouding me it's like all the little things are really getting to me too even though i know that usually they wouldn't yeah that is a weird like knock-on effect i suppose
0: yeah. Um yeah, I suppose, yeah, if it was just one thing had changed, um then I suppose that'd be different. But yeah. like the whole structure at work's gonna change. Yeah. Uh, you've got some stuff with uni that's gonna change. Yeah. You've got uh, I suppose the recording thing wouldn't matter. If those two things weren't happening at the same time?
1: Yeah. Uh so I think it's all just a building up.
0: Why does it bother you so much though?
1: Um I've I've just never really been good at things changing once they've changed I can get used to it and I can adapt but especially with the stuff at work um it's Uh, like it will be a gradual process and we don't know what's actually going to happen at the end of it. So that's, it's the uh, sort of the unknowingness to it and the fact it's going to be sort of drawn out that I don't like, um, that bothers me. And then the uni stuff is more because I've got to make a decision. And I I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but not really having a gut instinct as to what's right and what's wrong. Um, That's something that I think me and you both struggle with, with having a sort of gut instinct on what we should do in certain situations. And it's one of those where I don't have, there's no part of my brain that goes, this is the obvious answer or you should do this. My brain sort of like, I can see why I should do one, why I should not do it, but I don't know which one's like the correct choice. So it's, very much for me like the thing that's bothering me with that is I don't really know like I don't and I kind of just want to ask people but how how can anyone know what's right for me but me but I don't know what's right for me so it's a it's a big sort of just constantly thinking about what decision to make.
0: Yeah um, I I don't think we've done an episode on decisions just yet but yeah, it is, a, it is a difficult one when you don't really have like a gut feeling. Um, And like, I don't know if it's the same for everybody on the spectrum, but it is for me. I don't like making a choice unless I know how that choice is going to turn out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I'm not able to gamble with that kind of thing or decide on stuff, but making a decision that has an unknown outcome. Um, Or if people say you should do it, I'm sure it'll work out fine. Like for me, that's a choice I can't make. Uh, so, yeah, I do the same thing. I start asking other people their opinion yeah. or basically trying to talk them into making a decision for me. Um yeah. I don't know if it's because I know that they're NT uh, and they know, like, they're able to make decisions in their own life. So I figure they can make one for me. But then they usually don't um, or they tell you that they can't because they're not you. Or if they do make a decision, um, sometimes, like, when they tell me the answer, I don't really... Um, I don't really believe them Yeah. or I think that what they're doing is is not right for me anyway. So it's, it's difficult. There are, I mean, loads of decisions in my own life, um, like going to uni, going to college, uh, working where I work. Pretty much everything has been made by someone else. I managed yeah. to talk somebody else into making the decision for me. Uh, and like looking back on it now, every time I talk about it, I'm annoyed that other people made decisions for me and that I should have taken the time to think about it myself, but I did take the time, and it doesn't matter how much I think about it, I can't make that decision. Um, And I suppose, well, actually, these changes, for you, only one of them's a decision, so only the uni stuff's a decision. The other things that are changing are changing no matter what you do.
1: Yeah, I know. So it's just a combination of both. Like, for me, making a decision is quite difficult, and the thing that bothers me about it more than actually having to make the decision in this case, is the, just thinking about it constantly. Like it's constantly on my mind. So I feel like I haven't really, my brain almost hasn't had a chance to rest. And it's my own fault. Like this is my own choice to try and make this decision. And I've sort of like bought this upon myself, but it's still something that is sort of making me sort of flap if you like. Like I'm just constantly thinking about it. And then you add the work stuff on top. That's just like creeping into my brain every now and then, and it just—I don't know—it's a weird, like, sort of. it's I'm slightly starting to calm down now. Like I've got a thing today to do with uni that I think will help as well. It's teetering off, but I definitely had a, like maybe three, four days where I was really like on edge about it, and I was feeling really just, just kind of like every little thing was just adding to. was kind of snowballing but now i feel better um so i don't know i just had a few days of struggling with it
0: yeah yeah uh i mean this is it's one of the reasons we didn't do our episode yesterday uh because i don't think you were in a i just don't think you'd have been able to do it you didn't seem like you would have been able to you were too like like way down with everything i guess yeah
1: this stuff doesn't like like it's often that i get a bit weird about things but it's not that often that i get this wound up like usually if i'm having a really burgery day that happens but to have it go on for a while like it has done this is kind of a big one for me so especially as i haven't um like recently I haven't had meltdowns for ages I think with the fact that I finished uni uh that definitely helped a lot um some other things like I stopped being as weird about my face um and just I got a little bit more comfortable at work and things like that like I had sort of stopped having meltdowns I was still having the odd like burgery sort of things but I wasn't having proper meltdowns and this sort of started me having meltdowns again so but hopefully it will just go back soon to how I was before because I'd I'd been not having them very often I don't know
0: yeah I mean like triggers for meltdowns to you are different anyway so uh it seems like you have them on the lead up to something whereas for me it will be after so the thing that's happening at work whether or not I'll have meltdowns or struggle with it will be after it's happened. Yeah. Um, I'm more sort of after after the event. That's when I start having my issues. Um, whereas I think you think too much about what's going to happen and what's going to be. Uh, yeah. Whereas I tend to do mine based on after something happened, what could have been. Yeah. Um, So we're different in that aspect. This is why, like, even though some of the stuff that's happening to you is happening to me, this is why I'm so, like, calm with it. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think about stuff as it's happening. Um, I never have done. So with everything that's ever happened to me, bad or good, while it's happening, I don't think about it. It doesn't, like, it doesn't enter my head. I don't think about what I'm doing or what's happening to me, or what's happening in general. It's not till after. After it's happened and there's like a conclusion or, you know, that kind of thing, that that's when I think about what happened. And then I start to think about what could have happened. Uh, and if the what could have happened is, for me, was a better outcome, then that's when I'm bothered. Yeah. Um, if what happened is that was feels to me like it was the right thing um then that's fine which is why I can't it's why I can't make decisions you can't make decisions because you fear the unknown you fear what could happen if you make the wrong one I don't like making decisions because I'm convinced that I'll make the wrong one and then after it's made I can't do anything about it so yeah different reasons um which kind of leads me to the topic of today yeah but the topic of today is I wasn't sure what to do and there were a few things there a few questions that people have put on our uh, Facebook page um, that kind of thing which everyone that's been writing on the group that we've started now on Facebook uh, thanks for that there seems to be lots of conversations I personally haven't looked at any of them yet, but that's just because I I literally haven't been able to have time at the moment. Um, but I've I,
1: read them to you. I've read some of them. Too. Yeah, you've read some of them, and obviously oh, yeah. I
0: have issues with uh, reading some stuff. so You've read some of it. However, tomorrow I am doing nothing, so tomorrow I am going to go have a look at what's going on there. But I know yeah, it's really good. I know you've been like watching it, reading it, writing stuff. So yeah, thank
1: you everyone. It's really interesting. It's really nice to hear from people as well because obviously, like. We only have our perspective. We do the same job. We're, I mean, we're different ages, but we're not so far apart. Like, you know, like we have sort of, we live in the same area. We have the same lifestyle. So it's really interesting to hear from other people. So there's some people who are like parents of children with Asperger's, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really interesting perspective because obviously I can't speak for my own parents. I have no idea what their what it was like for them raising me so I always find stuff like that really interesting just hearing from different people from different places in the world like everything like that, is really interesting.
0: Well I think with you and your parents once you're diagnosed um, and your parents know you're diagnosed it'll be different like with my parents in particular like they didn't think anything of it until I was diagnosed and then like a load of stuff made sense to them Um, and then I guess for these parents, they've already got kids that they know. So they're raising them as it's happening. Whereas I think by the time I found out and got diagnosed, I'd already left home. I'd moved away. Um, my parents were my parents, but they weren't like parenting me, if you know what I mean. I wasn't, yeah, because you're living away. Yeah.
1: And you're an adult now. So
0: my mum and dad, after they found out once I was diagnosed, could only really look back on like what it was like with me growing up mm-hmm. and like match up the things that at the time seemed odd or different and then go, oh, that's because of this. Uh, and I'm sure your parents will do the same. So I think right now your parents have no idea. Well, they, maybe a slight inkling, but they've not really got any idea that they raised someone that was on the spectrum. But I guess once you're diagnosed, they will know that they did. Uh, whereas, obviously, yeah, these people that you said are leaving these comments already have a child they know and are raising them at the same time. Yeah. So uh, I suppose it's different. it's different when you know from the start to finding out after. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I was going to use some of the questions that were asked in there, um, which we will come back to some of the questions because there are some of the points. However, uh, because of what's been going on with you this week, the topic I'm actually going for is one that um, I saw on a completely different Facebook group. Not ours, not anyone else. It was just a different autistic group. And it's a question that gets asked a lot. Um, And he asked it and it made me think about like with you. And the question he asked was, uh, given the choice, would you be autistic? yeah um oh is that your answer uh,
1: no <laughs> no I was just uh, and I
0: thought, like with all this stuff that you've got going on with you um because I think if you weren't on the spectrum I don't think things like having to record on a different day uh the th- big changes that are happening at work you know like if you look at everybody else we work with Barmy and you everybody else we work with is not on the spectrum. Um like I tend to when I'm talking to anyone do a little game of are they aren't they um <laughs> with some of the stuff they say I do it with everyone I talk to when they do if I get to know them uh part of me tries to assess and if they do stuff that I think could be autistic I think maybe uh and I'm pretty sure everyone we've worked with I've worked with for a while there's nobody else bar you and me there that is so they don't seem to be struggling with this and if they are they're not showing it not that you're showing it but do you know what I mean like yeah. I imagine for a lot of people it's not that big a deal um so if you weren't on the spectrum, um, you probably wouldn't be having any of the problems that you're having. Uh, you wouldn't be having meltdowns, that's for sure. I don't think neurotypical have meltdowns. I think because they vent their stuff as they go along or they don't vent it all, keep it locked up and then they end up having like a breakdown that takes like months for them to recover from it. Yeah. But they don't have the the meltdown. The meltdown's like a, it's kind of like an in-between, I think. You're not venting your emotions as it's happening and as you're going along, but equally you're not letting them build up to the point where it's too much and like you go full like Yeah. Like breakdown and you need time off work, can't go outside, that kind of thing. I think it's like a a middle ground where you're not dealing with it, you're letting it build up, but not to an extreme. You're letting it build up to the point where that's it now, you need to let it out, so you let it out. So I thought that if you weren't autistic, um, then your week this week probably wouldn't be that bad. Uh, and the things that you think about all the time you wouldn't be thinking about all the time and the sensory problems like what did you tell me the other day oh yeah you wanted to go to Primark to buy some running stuff but there was too many screaming kids in there so you had to leave Um, and that made me think of uh, recently at work we did an autism hour which was this Sunday just gone and there's another one this Sunday coming where they dim the lights turn music off Uh, and staff have been given, like, a fact sheet on autism where they have to talk to customers if they ask, why is the lights dim, why is the sound off? Yeah. And our staff are supposed to talk about it. Um, And it made me realise the differences. Like, when we started doing it, that I was having to do an autism hour to help people with autism, and I remember thinking, like, well, that's me. And then the fact that we have to change that much in store for an hour so autistic people can shop there, and I think I'm exposed to that, like, 40 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what kind of effect is that having on me? Um, Yeah. So, like, I thought I'd ask you because, I mean, we can move to me after, but initially just because of what's going on with you this week. If somebody could take it away, uh, cure, whatever, or if you had the chance to decide on whether or not you'd have it, which way would you go?
1: Uh, I I think I'd keep it. Yeah. like for me the pros outweigh the cons but things like I was thinking about while you were talking there were one my sensory issues so I've realized that I have a way of dealing with it that I uh, I only really noticed um maybe like a week or two ago so at work like you say our lights are really bright lights uh we have to stare at screens a lot and things like that I don't wear my glasses at work as much as I can, unless I know that I'm going to have to deal with like really focusing on a screen all day. I try not to wear my glasses. And the reason that I do that is because I try and not focus my eyes when I'm at work. So I do when I'm looking at the computer and I have to read things. But generally, if I'm not having to read stuff, I don't really focus my eyes. And I think that's my weird sort of way of trying to not get affected by the really bright lights. Um, Because when I get home from work and I wear my glasses at home all the time, I have like my TV brightness dimmed to its lowest setting. Like I I can't deal with light at all. So my laptop, I have the brightness on that dimmed right down. Same with my phone. And even when I'm on my phone, sometimes I'll put it down because the light of it is bothering me too much. Mm. Um, But yeah, like TV dimmed right down. All my lights are dimmed quite low in my flat. Um, my bathroom lights, the only one that's really bright. And I try not to turn that on as much as I can. Like I have candles in my bathroom that I light so that I don't have to have the lights on that in there in the evening. Um, so I think like I have my own coping mechanisms. So the sensory stuff, well, the sensory stuff bothers me with like when I'm at work, the bright lights, obviously trying to shop in shops. If they're too noisy, I just have to leave, um, and I have to wear my headphones when I'm out because it helps me. But also, like for me, the sensory stuff can be a really positive. And I don't know if I'd want to take away, like, the amount I enjoy, like, stroking something soft, like, the amount that calms me down, or like how I can put myself into, like, my nice little cozy bubble of coming home, lighting incense. Like, so I've got the nice smells, dimming all the lights and being like in a nice soft blanket. That is so calming to me that I imagine if someone took that away, I don't, I don't know what I would do to calm down. I know NT people have other things or even like NT people like lighting incense and stroking soft things. But like, I feel like it's not to the same intensity. And sometimes when I look at, um... like I really like nature not to be like super hippie but like if, if I see something like really nice to look at in nature like outside if I see like trees I like I feel like I see it more intensely than some NT people when I'm like look at this look at this and other people don't seem as into it so I feel like that's part of being on the spectrum that I wouldn't want to take away because the pros there outweigh the cons for me on the sensory side um like other stuff i was thinking about was i quite like my um moral compass which isn't because i'm always right and there's definitely times where i'm not but i feel like i am kind of grounded to an extent and i don't i think i try and see things as logically as i can and i like that i quite like having that i quite like uh that I feel like I don't always do things just because it's better for me. Like I try and think of it not based on how it affects me, but based on if it's the right thing to do or not. Um, And I don't like seeing people pretend to be nice if they don't like someone. Stuff like that kind of irritates me. I was thinking it the other day when if I don't like someone, I'm not horrible because that, seems unnecessary especially if you've got to be in an environment around this person because they're friends with your friend or they're a relative or things like that I'm not nasty in any way um but I don't go out of my way to be two-faced either like I'll be civil but I don't pretend that I I'm their best friend you know I don't go up to them and make conversation myself and I don't feel the need to pretend that I love their dress if I don't, and things like that. And I'm I'm kind of glad that I don't do that. I like the fact that I am, I, I don't, I feel like true to myself is the wrong word here, but I like that I have that aspect, which I think is something to do with being on the spectrum.
0: Yeah, I mean, so do you think that neurotypical people can't do any of that stuff that you've just said?
1: No, I don't, but I just, I think for me... I think the being on the spectrum is the reason why I'm like that.
0: Maybe um I don't know. I cuz one of the things you said there was that you like that you wouldn't have your sensory pro things where yeah. you can like stroke stuff to calm yourself down. However, when you do stroke things to calm yourself down, what is it you're calming yourself down from? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is I know. it something that you wouldn't be stressed about if you weren't on the spectrum?
1: Pro- yes, but also like... Because I, I, you're I, using I, an
0: autistic um, no, no. like coping mechanism. And usually the coping mechanisms that anyone on the spectrum uses, they use them to protect themselves from the things that have been triggered by their autism. I so I feel like you wouldn't need the sensory stuff if you didn't have the other sensory side of it at the same time. So, like, you stroke things when you're ruminating and doing autistic stuff. So, um, you know.
1: Well, there's things like yeah, like, I would like to not ruminate on things. I'd like that to not be uh, a thing that I did. I'd like to not have meltdowns, really, um, if I could. Um, although, a lot of the time, if I have a meltdown... Um, once it's done and it's properly done I feel a lot better for having had it I don't know I don't know what it's like to express yourself as an NT person and at what point you get over something so I don't I can't speak it's difficult because I don't know what it would be like to not be me
0: I mean I don't know what um I don't know what Neurotypical people do instead of the meltdown. So when something bad happens to them or when something's stressful. I know they have releases. So I know they do like sports or they, you know, take a bath or they have a cry and they do things like that. So, I mean, as far as I can tell, they do similar things to us. It's just if you're on the spectrum, the things you do are more exaggerated, um, more... I suppose like concentrated version of the same thing. So I think our reactions are the same it's just for people on the spectrum they they do it in a like 10 times more kind of way. But it's hard to tell because yeah uh, autism isn't something you have. Uh, I feel like it's it's is a massive part of who you are because you're born with it um, and obviously everybody that's got it born is is born with it and will have it forever uh there's no way of getting rid of it really there are ways of dealing with it better um so you do the more you know about it the more you can learn to handle it like say coping mechanisms whatever so it's better to know i suppose early because then you can figure out ways to deal with it like quicker i mean i deal with it really well now but like i was diagnosed a while ago now well i think like six seven years ago and in that time i've identified like my triggers and what the things are that bother me and how i react to certain situations and have either taken away from things i can't control or have learned ways to deal with them so i have a better handle of it i think if i'd have been asked the question do you want it initially i'd have said no and there have been times where i hated having it and wish i didn't um i know initially when i told you Uh, that you were on the spectrum and that I was pretty sure you were. And then I think you went to whoever to get referred. There was a period where you kept saying you didn't want it. Uh, And there was loads of times where I'd pointed out that you'd got it and said, said to you the things that you're doing, here's the things that make you autistic or on the spectrum and this is a trait. And I remember you being really annoyed and saying you wish you didn't have it. Uh, yeah well, and I know it, you I, went through a period of that, and that I mean obviously, like I only told you this it 's only been a year since we 've still started talking well it 's a year next month, so I think I must have told you about it end of November, start of December time that I thought you might be, and I know for a good few months of me starting those conversations, you did fight it a lot
1: yeah well i didn 't believe you until I went to therapy for something different i yeah. went to I went to see someone for some help with just my sort of like anxiety, I guess, but like to see if there was anything I could do to make me less anxious about certain things. And it was when the therapist rang me up uh, and said, like, I'm referring you uh, because I think you're on the spectrum, is that okay? That I was then like, oh, maybe he's right. Because I didn't go into the therapy session, say like, Implying that I was on the spectrum, I basically just didn't believe you.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: it was only when this person who I thought it was random considering I hadn't mentioned anything about it in there, I was talking purely about my sort of anxiety, I wasn't talking about any like sensory things that you'd mentioned or anything like that. Uh, and she still went with uh, Asperger's, so I thought that was. Strange, but yeah, I definitely suppose I did fight it,
0: yeah, and I think that's normal um I initially when like I've said before in previous episodes that when I was told I would be so like the first therapist I saw who said that I'd have it uh, but that I had it initially i was like I was kind of excited a little bit by it. I kind of liked it like i've I've said that uh I always knew like I was different to everybody else. And like growing up and hanging out with people and being in relationships, I always knew even like with like in relationships, I don't just mean like girlfriend, boyfriend, I mean like with family and that kind of thing. I always knew that I was different to them. They'd explain to me like stuff that they felt, stuff that they did. Um, and I just remember thinking like, well, that's not me. Uh... And like it's different with friends and people you go to school with because they've been raised differently and they have like uh, different families, different experiences. So they're going to experience things differently in general. Yeah. But when you're talking to your members of your own family and you're all doing the same thing and they're experiencing something different to you, um, but you're all going through the exact same thing. That's when I realized that there's definitely something different about me because I'd hear like my cousin, my brother. Manan, whoever, talk about things and they've all got the same opinion or they both experienced, they all experienced the same thing. But I was there with them doing the same thing with them, but I've come out with it differently. So I always knew I was. So when she told me, I kind of liked the fact that this weird, like, um, ambiguous, like, aspect of my personality had a name. So initially when she diagnosed me, uh, I was just like, oh, good. That's what it's called. You know, I mean, like, and then it had a name. Uh, And that kind of thing. And initially, like, I got really defensive when I found out about it. So when I found out I had it and other people went, oh, so am I. I kind of didn't like them for saying it. Uh So like when other people said that they were autistic, I kind of was just like, no, you're not. Um, I am. You're not like. And I was like that with a lot of people to start off with where I felt that like this was like a unique syndrome just for me and it wasn't like Asperger's syndrome it was Nikki syndrome <laughs> and only I can have it so when I met other people that said me too or they went oh my whatever cousin's got this my friend's got this or people I worked with uh, there was a girl I used to work with uh, my job before this one who was like oh yeah I went for a diagnosis of that um and I used to be like yeah and then she's like but they didn't think I had it and I was like good good because <laughs> good, good, you don't have it um, and then I'd explain to people my symptoms of what I had and what it is. So when it had a name, the trouble is when you tell people it's got a name, they then ask you, what's that? And then you explain it to them and they go, oh, yeah, I might have that. And I'm just like, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, so I went through that phase and I really liked having it. And I really liked it because it made me different. Um, I understood that I was different and it made a lot of things make sense. So I think there was a first like year and a half, I really liked having it. And I went through the area of telling everybody I had it um so I kind of didn't keep it a secret at all um even before I was diagnosed I still went around telling everyone I've got Asperger's uh and the phrase Aspie when I found out about that I'd tell people I was an Aspie which I I don't ever use the word Aspie anymore now it still floats around but for some reason burger has taken over uh, and now I refer to myself as a burger or it's one of my burger things um I'm the only person that calls it that I know you call it that now but you've got that from me yeah um and I don't know if that's me again trying to make it unique to myself um but it doesn't bother me that you say it so it doesn't matter <laughs> but then like after that i they started putting me on like antidepressants for it and they kept making me like up the dosage of them and i had to keep going in and out of therapy um and i found situations that i'd get into that i'd struggle with so things that then caused me meltdowns or anxiety or um because like my anxiety's different to yours in a sense i still get it but it's it's way more internal uh than yours is yours is visible uh you can tell with you when you're anxious about something but with me you can't tell um i tend to hold it in and it's an old like coping mechanism i used to use before diagnosis but the trouble is when i hold it in is it eventually does come out but it, it comes out like way worse than yours i mean you've never seen me have a meltdown but uh, I know that they're they're not as long as yours, but they're definitely they're definitely stronger, I think. But I, I like, I just, I think it's like I've said because I know how it works now. I'm able to shield myself from things so they don't happen like yours do. You're still going like headlong into stuff that you shouldn't be. But <laughs> like you know, you'll you'll get the hang of it eventually. <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, so like after like they kept putting me on like medication and because I still kept having meltdowns. And like I said, after I've made a decision, eventually everything that's happened sinks in. It's not as it's happening. It's after it's happening. Um, I found myself like not coping with stuff, like having loads of meltdowns. I think I had to get signed off work. And at that point, I remember thinking, I don't want this anymore now. Like I want to go back to how I was. And I couldn't differentiate the, the diagnosis was like I was given it. Uh, and it was hard for me to remember that I didn't have it. Do you know what I mean? Like I used to, uh, there was a brief thing that thought of me before diagnosed, I didn't have it. And the diagnosis is, is like getting it. Like, yeah. you know what, I mean? um, know what I mean? But then when I realized that I had it and that kind of thing, I told you that my therapist told me that I'll never get better. And what I need to do is just accept what I am, um, which was hard because obviously, initially I wanted a diagnosis so that they would teach me what i was teach me how to do stuff because the things i wanted was like satisfaction in like work to find a job that would be nice for me to do and enjoy um i wanted to go on holiday and actually enjoy being on holiday and like not freak out about being away from my like you know sanctuary and like that kind of thing i wanted to be able to not stay in one place all the time i didn't want to have to like follow routines constantly for some reason I thought once I was diagnosed, all that would change and I'd enjoy like things like just basic stuff like uh, Christmases or like gatherings or that kind of thing. Um, And then eventually it dawned on me that I wouldn't and that I'd still react to things the same way I've always reacted to them. It's just now I would know why as opposed to before. What I was doing before was I just assumed I was picking the wrong things and that's why I wasn't enjoying them because they weren't the right thing for me. So I'd have been on an endless quest. And that was upsetting me because I kept looking for stuff, thinking it must be this, trying it, and then going, it's not this. Next thing, like, this is the one this time. And then come out of it and be like, I hated that. This is, like, mental. Uh, And then I got diagnosed and she told me that the reason is because I never will no matter what I do. Yeah. Um, And I was so wrapped up in the, it's got a name, I've got a thing, this is why I'm different, like, this is great uh to wait a minute what i can't change any of this i've just got to learn to accept it and the name is why i've got to learn to accept it and i went through like a period of not wanting it at all um and you know even now when people say well you've got a degree you've got a job you know you've got a flat like these are the things that had i think i'd have been diagnosed when i was younger. I'd have got older and been like, this is impressive. But because I'm still like slightly in the mentality of I could, I should be doing better than this. uh, Why aren't I? Uh, Do you know what I mean? So like I'm still like, because I'm a late diagnosis, I still like sometimes wrestle with having it to not having it. I like having it because sometimes I get into situations where it's an explanation um, and I can be like, it's because of this. And there's sometimes where I struggle with stuff and I think it doesn't matter that I found that difficult. You know, like NT people want something, they don't get it, and then it bothers them. And yeah. they think like, oh, I've I've messed this up and oh, I shouldn't have done that. Whereas like for me, accepting that like, it would have gone that way no matter what makes certain things easier. So certain things that I struggle with, it's okay that I struggled with because I know why I did and I accept it, but then... Do you know what I mean? It depends on like what mood I'm in that day. So some days I think I wouldn't have struggled if I didn't have it. Yeah. And then other days I think it doesn't matter that I struggled. It's because of this. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult. Like I went through a whole period of not liking that I had it. I, I mean, where I am now is, um, I don't mind. I wouldn't get rid of it now. Um, I'm fully aware of the person I am today is because of it. Uh, and... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move away. What were you going to say, sorry?
1: I was just going to say, like, one thing that did come up with you was when you met my parents. Yeah. You did sort of say afterwards, do they know um, that I'm on the spectrum? And I said no because I um, just... It hadn't come into conversation. Like, I it's not the sort of thing that I felt like bringing up, but you did sort of say, like, oh, because uh, you weren't sure how they'd... Th- Think or view your life, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I still see it as I'm 33. Um, I mean, the job we do is, is quite low level. Uh, it's retail. I wouldn't say. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I have been promoted within the job, but the promotion I've given isn't isn't anything special. And most people, I think, I would. I would guess. And I'm probably right that within the company we work for, I'm probably the oldest of a person to hold this position in the company. I bet that's like a long, I bet that's a good guess. And the majority of people we work with, um, I'm the oldest bar one.
1: Yeah, but... Um,
0: and we- it's just, it's, I know, I know what you're going to say, but like, it's just because people of my age, and this is the problem, before I was diagnosed, I weighed myself up against neurotypical people. Yeah. And I made myself that way so like by the time i'm 33 i should have like quite a like high paying respectable job like probably be married probably have children yeah. Do you know what i mean like that's that's what i was measuring myself on um, i didn't want any of that stuff but I knew that that's what neurotypical people do. it, And, like, my coping mechanism, my big coping mechanism in life was to copy other people. Yeah. Um, like we've mentioned in a previous podcast that I was good at blending in. And the trouble is when you do that is you have to copy what other people do with their life. It's the same reason I went to uni, college, that kind of thing. I didn't go because I wanted to. I just knew that to appear the same as everybody else, I had to. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I was in trouble a lot as a child for my autistic behaviour. So I learned to hide it. So even though I was diagnosed seven years ago, I still weigh up my achievements in life based on what neurotypical people have considered achievements in life. And if you don't know I'm on the spectrum, I feel like what I look like is, do you know what I mean? Like I'm not doing that well, really. Um, Which I know is bad. And I know there's people out there that do. And if I'm honest, I don't understand why I see it that way other than I've been raised, not by my parents particularly, but like... Society. Yeah, Yeah. that is how people measure how well they're doing in their life is based on those things. And because I don't have those things, that's it. So my autism was like a a shield or like an explanation. So when people said something like, oh, he's doing this... um, Like, because when I met your parents, we're both... Doing the same job. Yeah. We both got flats. We've both gone to you, we've both got the same yeah. life pretty much, except I'm 33, you're 21. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like people make those judgments, or I believe they do, because as we've said before, like you have to I think I think I think I know what other people are thinking. Yeah. So I yeah, asked you if you asked your told your parents that I have it, just in case, even though they would never say it's my face, I imagine. But just in case they're weighing up like, so what's what's his plan? Like what's his, you know, I mean, everyone's yeah. got to have like a plan or motivation. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like yeah, what's I, their goal? And I don't have one because my goal, I've never had a goal. My goal was to copy other people and just do what they do. But now I'm diagnosed. I've kind of been left like adrift from like, yeah. everybody else. And now I don't know what I want to do at all. Uh, so I'm just, you know. Day by day, going through my routine schedules and that kind of thing. And I I have no longer an agenda or a life, which has made things well easier. Because when I had the, I need a good job and I need to get like a car and I need to do this. When I was following the NT, like, do you know what I mean? Like life stepping stones, whatever they are. Yeah. uh, That's why I was having meltdowns. That's why everything was difficult. That's why doctors thought I needed like medication. But once I got diagnosed and accepted that I was on the spectrum, um, I let all that go yeah I don't crave any of that stuff anymore now it doesn't matter and things are easy this is why you don't see me have meltdowns this is why you don't see me struggle this is why I don't freak out all the time because I've let go of all the things that I was trying to pursue that I couldn't achieve yeah um but the problem with that is I still think other people weigh me up on those criteria so this is why when I meet people I want them to know I'm on the spectrum because I feel like that's like an explanation just in case they're secretly judging me
1: like for me when you said it I was like sad because I thought I mean one like one my my parents wouldn't judge anyone on that but that's not the thing like I was more sad because I just thought like the main thing I I was more sad that like in your head there is that part of you that would think about something like that because like for me it doesn't matter like what you do or where you are in life as long as you're doing like and I don't mean as long as you're doing whatever makes you happy because let's face it like our job isn't the sort of job that brings you like the most satisfaction for us at least yeah however like you're really good at your job like that's a thing about you that I think is great like when you're at work you do an excellent job even though you don't always want to be there you still do a great job I think that's like a, the more important thing. I just think you haven't, um, like that it, I was sort of sad for you that that wasn't how you thought about it, or at least that's not how you think that other people would perceive it.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not because I actually have a frame of reference for this other than what I was told in school and I've recalled and, you know, from what people other, you know, people say always got a good job. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got a house and I know these things cost money. So like I weigh up the job I'm doing now, how much I get paid from it and what I can afford from it. Um, And it makes me think that obviously I can't be doing the right thing because I'm not making the right amount to do the things, whatever. And even though I know that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And even though I have shook off the trying to BNT, um, I still feel like it needs to be said when people don't know what I'm pursuing. So I get asked all the time what do you want to do? Um, Even at the job we're doing now, like where do you want to go from this position to, you know, what position do you want next? And like most of the time I don't know Um, and I think I'm saying it out loud or want people to know, not because I think they should know so they don't judge me even though it could be that, but I think there's part of me that just needs it to be said out loud so I remember why it doesn't matter. Um and yeah, I I think sometimes if I wasn't on the spectrum this definitely wouldn't be a thing I'd needed to do. Yeah. Um and there have been times that I thought that had I been born not autistic that I would be doing those things now. I would have like, you know, a, a degree in something that I'd be doing something with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like life would be simpler. I it would be easier. I'd be doing all the things. And, like, getting enjoyment from, like, hobbies, like, activities, that kind of thing would be good. And, like, having, like, not time where I worry about, like, if I've got to catch, like, a bus, even though I don't get buses, but do you know what I mean? Like, will it turn up? Will I get there on time? Oh, my God, I've got this appointment at this time. What should I wear? What should I do? What should I say? Um, What if this happens? Like, I don't... Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to be able to just go with it, you know, and not have to meticulously plan everything all the time constantly however like i'd still keep it i still keep it i still not get rid of it um i still like being on the spectrum despite everything i've just said um but it's harder for me to explain why i like being on the spectrum um other than the i like to be different and i like that i'm different but there are other aspects of being autistic that i like I do like the absorption in like obsessions and detail and that kind of thing. I like that I can fully immerse myself in that kind of thing. I like that I'm not too over emotional about stuff. I've seen what happens to people when they get too over emotional, you know, when people get like angry or argumentative or like worked up, you know, like when I see, like, for example, at work, when I see people completely lose their mind and scream over something as little as, not getting a refund on like a 5 pound item. Yeah. I like to think like well at least that'll never happen. At least I'll never be like overcome by that yeah. level of emotion. Um and it doesn't. When I go to places and I ask for a refund and they tell me no, that's it. Like I move on. It doesn't really affect me. And I like that like ability to uh, you know just get on with stuff in that sense. Um I like my logical thinking. I like that um, I am good at helping people with problems. So when people have a problem and they literally can't see the other end of it or how to sort it out, there's been like countless times where I've just come over, they've told me the problem and I've gone, why don't you just do this? And they just go, oh God, yeah, thank you. Like yeah. I uh, would never have thought that in a million years. And like, I like that aspect of it. Um, do you know what I mean? So I, I like my the way everything is. I, I wouldn't have it gone, but yeah, there is, it is difficult because... There was part of me for a long time that craved normal, like, NT life. Yeah. Before getting diagnosed, that's what I was constantly pursuing. Um, And if I wasn't autistic, that whole aspect of my life would have been so much simpler. Um, But then I can't decide if I... This question is really about whether I want to be autistic or whether I don't or whether I wanted to have been diagnosed as a child or diagnosed now. Um, which I wanted to do an episode on that anyway, like, um, being recently diagnosed to being diagnosed as a child and which, which is better. Um, but I don't really know that many people that have been diagnosed when they were young, because I guess most people that are diagnosed really young are really young still, because it's not something that was done commonly. Not when I was a kid anyway, I've never met anybody of my age that was diagnosed like when they were four. So yeah, um, yeah. But it just seems like on these social media groups like Facebook and that kind of thing, there does seem a lot of people that do post, um, given the choice, would you be autistic? And I do feel like um, they're asking that question because they don't want to be. Yeah. Um, So I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would, given the choice, not have it. Um, But then, like, I guess because it's classed as like a disability, you know, some people don't class it as a disability. I was reading uh, an article by... Someone famous that's autistic, but I literally can't remember who it was now. Um, It might have been Dan Aykroyd. Uh, And I think he was talking about how it wasn't a disability. It was an advantage. But because I can't really read articles, I kind of tried to skim read it. uh, And he went over the pros of it. And like, there is that kind of like, thing of it being an advantage. And if you actually look up the list of like scientists or famous people that were autistic, a lot of them have contributed loads to everything because of the way they think. So, yeah, it's uh it's an odd one. But like on the day to day, there are things that I get wrapped up about that I just think if I wasn't I wouldn't and it'd be easier. But then there are things that neurotypical people get massively like into and wrapped up about that I think, oh thank God I don't do that. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Like I, it's it's difficult. I can't think of what I do. Uh, like I don't. Like I say I don't know anything other than the way that I am. So. Yeah. It's difficult to tell. Um, like you say, I'm glad that I don't get as. But the thing is, like there are things that will bother me that wouldn't bother an NT person. Yes, um, that's what I'm saying it's. I don't. So know it's, if... it's a balance, but yeah, like you said, I can see. I see things the NT people get really worked up about like obviously not all NT people ever but I see certain things that certain NT people get wound up about that I know would never wind me up um their interactions are different to mine but again like everyone on the spectrum is different also so there's things like for instance with me if I'm close with someone um like a really good friend in a relationship or my family I don't really get annoyed at them for anything like I find it difficult to ever like express annoyance at someone that I'm close with however annoyance at myself comes really easily so there'll be things that I do where I really annoy myself uh, where other people wouldn't be annoyed by it so like things like that I like the fact that it's good for uh, having close friends but equally (laughs) I don't like the fact that I put everything on me like sometimes I'll be annoyed at other people for stuff but be more annoyed at myself for not saying anything than I am at them for doing it um I don't know if that's a part of my Asperger's or like potentially my Asperger's but that's a thing that I can see the benefit to it but also I don't know whether that makes it harder for me on myself does that make sense? I don't
0: know. Yeah. um, Like you just talking then and like the more I think about this, it might just be that either or. Like I can't, I think there's like pros and cons to both being neurotypical or being autistic. Yeah. Um, I think both have struggles, both have things they're better at or easier to do than the other one. Um, So I don't really think... It's not like if you were neurotypical, all your problems are over. It's not like neurotypical people don't have problems.
1: I mean, there is that thing as well of we live in an NT world. So would it be easier because society is designed around what is considered normal? And for people on the spectrum, that's usually more difficult. So yeah, like society says, especially at my age, at least, like society said when I went to uni... My thing was I should have gone out every night drinking in like clubs and stuff. And I went out on like maybe three or four nights out in my first year of uni because I'm not really into that. So that made me appear different. But then for me, I was watching everyone go out and get drunk. And because of my sense of routine, I was going out for runs at like five or six a.m., so when I was getting up and going for runs, I was watching people stagger back from the clubs and they were probably looking at me like, I would hate to be up at this time in the morning going for a run, that looks hideous. And I was looking at them thinking, I would hate to have not gone to sleep yet tonight and not be able to be up and be as fresh as I am this morning. So it's just...
0: Uh, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, It's yeah, it's, it's, it's either or. Like, I don't think either is better than the other, but like, like you said, the world is neurotypical it's meant for neurotypical people everything i mean like doing this autism hour at work shows that a lot of things aren't meant for those on the spectrum and that's why they have to make changes yeah. um even if they're minor changes still changes um and i think that's the thing i think if the world was autistic and say being on the spectrum was the norm and neurotypical was the weird one. So, neurotypical, like yeah. if roles were reversed, and the world had always been autistic, and everybody in the world is most likely autistic, and only every one in whatever it is now, one in a hundred were autistic. Um, I think it would be completely different. And I think, you know what I mean? Like, so there is that aspect of it why it seems harder at times. Um, but I guess raising awareness so people that are NT yeah uh know what the differences are and know why the world is geared towards them and not those on the spectrum uh will make things easier because they you know understand and know the issues themselves you know and i think that would make things easier and then maybe people on facebook wouldn't be asking the question do you want to be autistic you know, given the choice, would you have it? Like if the world was, and it's obviously, it's getting better. I mean, this is the first time I've worked where we've worked. I've worked where we worked for, it'll be four years this week, I've realized. Um, This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. Mm. Uh, And it's definitely on the rise. Like autism is definitely becoming something that people are having more and more of an understanding for. So maybe like eventually down the road, people won't ask that question and it won't be something like, do you want it or don't you want it? Because like I say, when you look at it, like, I suppose at face value, both neurotypical and autism, like I said, both have pros, both have cons. So it is just that the way the world works. Uh, And I would think, like you said, the majority of things that make you either hate being autistic or you're not having a good day of it with like meltdowns and stuff have been triggered by things that wouldn't trigger someone that was NT because the things that have happened to you, like kids screaming in Primark. And that's why you can't go in there. Neurotypical people don't have that problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing thing I would like is the fact that because we work five days a week, Mm. I usually on one of my days off that week or usually the first day off that week that I have, I tend to not go out and not do anything. Even if I think like, oh, I really need to do a food shop and I really need to get this and that. I get in my flat and I think, I just don't want to go out. I just don't want to see anyone. And I think that's because of the constantly being around people at work and the the bright lights, the loud music, like just wanting to just, it's almost like having to have a detox like every week because it doesn't matter how much I want to go out. I'll just think like, I just need this time to almost like get, like calm myself down from it. And I think I'd rather not have that. Uh, because yeah, sometimes I get to like six o'clock in the evening having not gone out or done anything really and think like, oh, I feel like I've wasted a day, but then have I wasted it if I've been sort of recharging? It's a weird, I'd like to not have that, um, I'd like, I guess, but if I, would I want to change myself? No, because this is how I am. Like this is how I've always been. There's, why would I change it now? It's like asking, um, it's it's like if you were born blind you've never known what it's like to see. I imagine like uh, with blind people I'm sure they would want to be able to see because they hear all what people say it's like and I guess it would make their life more of a less of a struggle. But if everybody in the world was blind and we didn't know any different. Yeah. There wouldn't be any yeah, I suppose because
0: like, a lot of things are geared towards being able to see something. Exactly. So, so it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same with any kind of like inequality. Yeah. Um. Well, not inequality because it's, it's, it's not really the same. But, you know, like people that ask if would you rather be this than this? It depends on which ones that got the advantage, I suppose. And the advantage at the moment is being neurotypical is easier to go about your day. Yeah. You don't have to make changes you don't have to like not do things you don't have to like do you know what I mean uh substitute one thing for another uh because of it so yeah I mean that that makes sense like but then I mean it's totally hypothetical and I know we don't really do hypotheticals but do you think if you asked a neurotypical person would they want to be autistic like do you think they'd say yeah
1: No, No. I think they'd say no, but also I think a lot of uh, neurotypical people, if you say autistic to them, they don't picture in their head, they don't really have an understanding. So I'm sure they might have seen at some point an autistic person maybe have a meltdown. Yeah. And that's kind of what they think it is all the time. Like, yeah, if you watched me have a meltdown, you're not going to go, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Equally, if you watch a uh, an NT person straight after a breakup that they didn't want to happen, you're not gonna want that either, you know? So it's just it depends what side to it you've seen.
0: Yeah, I mean this is what I'm saying, like this is how the 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 way it is at the moment is if you said to a neurotypical person, Do you want to be autistic? they'd just be like, No, why would I? Yeah. Um whereas if you ask an autistic person, Would you wanna be neurotypical? like it's not a straightforward, yes, I'd love to be. So like it's it all depends on the person. It all depends on like because it's not a constant question, and I don't see people on the spectrum looking for a cure. No. Do you know what I mean like people talk about it, but like I, it's never one of those things that comes up that often. And a lot of the time, when I've seen, I read a study where they said that they were trying to figure out what gene or what it was that caused autism, and then we're going to like do some sort of science thing that was going to eradicate it and get rid of it. Um, I remember that being something I read, and I remember loads of autistic people. It was posted on an autistic page. And loads of people on the spectrum were posting underneath, like, why? Leave it alone. This is like a natural, like, thing that's happened and we shouldn't leave it. I don't want it. I'm glad I am. There was more that than people going, good, like, given the choice, I wouldn't want this. I think. Um, And yeah, I think that's just because. uh, I think it's just because that's. Uh, Sorry about that. The recording went weird. So this is in two segments. So this is just to finish off. Really, We're just going to wrap it up anyway because i think we're pretty much at the hour yeah but i was just saying that like um and i think that's because autism is being put out there as a disability as a bad thing so the neurotypical world wouldn't want it if you were nt you wouldn't want to be autistic because it is still seen as a disadvantage but like i say it's just it's just the way the world is geared up at the moment but changes are happening and you never know like down the line it might be that it's it's 50-50 and. It's not seen as a as a disability, which if I'm honest, I still don't really see it as one. I just see it as the main problems that we have or the main issues we have are just situations that a neurotypical person wouldn't have a problem with. I can't think of any like core issues that had I be in a completely autistic friendly zone like my flat on my own. I can't think of things that still happen in those scenarios when I'm by myself that still cause like bad things to happen you know it's always like thinking about the things that have happened not while I was in my flat like you said getting home doing your sensory stuff putting yourself in your own little bubble at home like how many autistic things happen when you're doing that like how many things then trigger it from that being in that situation it's not it's just stuff from the day so I I, yeah I'm thinking about it more I don't think it's a case of would you want to be autistic or not and these people asking these questions on Facebook it's Really, would like? Would you like the world to be more autistic-friendly than it already is? I think that's really like what would make a big difference. So it it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that that was was the point I was going to make.
1: I agree with that. Um, Like maybe more awareness um, as well, and just things like that. Like maybe some of the emphasis being taken off autistic being different or bad, and put on like the positives to it as well, because. You never really hear people use it in a positive way. You know, like, you've heard, you hear people say, like, oh, he's he's so clever, like, he's practically autistic. But you, do, it doesn't feel like they're saying it in a good way, but it, the, you never hear people use it as a good thing. You never hear the pros of it. You only ever hear people say, like, oh, I'm sorry that this like my child screaming they're autistic or i'm i'm sorry that i can't deal with what you're saying right now i'm autistic but you never hear people um use it and like this goes for people on the spectrum and nt people you never hear people say oh i'm really good at this um i think it's because i'm autistic it helps like this is how it's used in an advantage and i think if we had more of that um maybe that would help as well instead of it always being uh considered a bad thing i don't think that's for people on the spectrum considering it a bad thing i just think it's a societal belief that you know different is bad yeah
0: but yeah, yeah. but yeah that's that's it yes that's it that's it for this week like get sorry for the delay in the episode i know it should have gone up yesterday and we will definitely get Next week's up on Monday. Uh, yeah, but that's just, well, I
1: think we're going to record next week's uh, tomorrow, actually, so yeah, yeah, we'll so, have it done.
0: Yeah, so it will be done, uh, which actually gives us less time to think of a topic. Although, actually, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure, not on the last podcast, but not from the recording, I asked you to think of a topic.
1: Yeah, I think I've got one. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: So we'll probably do that tomorrow. Well, we won't be it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow, but you won't hear it on Monday. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Like, thanks everyone again for the... Talking in our Facebook group, like in our Facebook page, listening to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, yeah, Google thank you Podcasts everywhere. So
1: much, and like, please just like give us more questions, more topics. Like, we it's so interesting. I love reading it. I'm really into it. Um, and all the nice comments are so nice to read as well. Like, really puts me in a good mood. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, so good. It's and so if nice you to see.
0: know anyone or anything like that or anybody that's also on the spectrum like yourself or someone you think that this our stuff might be useful for feel free to share any of our stuff to other people's pages that kind of thing um, I've noticed our Twitter page is it's quite sad no one uses our Twitter page but does I don't know if anyone uses Twitter I don't use Twitter yeah. so um, who cares <laughs> I still haven't opened the Instagram page again so sorry about that I will definitely do that tomorrow definitely uh, because like I said, I'm not doing anything tomorrow, but I know I said I'd open it again last week mm. and I haven't, so I will. Instagram will be back on. um. But yeah. Uh,
1: Facebook seems to be like the main where people are talking and stuff though. Yeah. So I definitely, if you want to like find out when the new episodes are out and like just have a look at anything like facebook is the yeah the uh, main goer
0: just it's just look for them aspergers uh and you'll find us we have the it's a profile picture of my wardrobe door with loads of weird doodlings on it um or it's i think if it comes up by cover photo it's the picture of me and you eating the illegal cookies still i think yeah um but yeah that's uh and by the way, just to clarify, illegal cookies do not mean marijuana cookies. Uh, I've just realized what I've just said They were there.
1: peanut butter cookies. Yeah,
0: we were just eating them in a cafe where we didn't buy them. So, yeah, just to clarify there, they are not drug cookies. Because, like, I've totally just realized the way I just worded that. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it for now.
1: Bye.